Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. Happy, happy beginning of the week. Hope you all are doing really well, that you enjoyed your weekend. And if you're watching this on demand later, that you enjoyed where, whatever the moment was before tuning into this broadcast. I love the fact that we can be together live and at your convenience. That is one of the beauties of what occurred during quarantine, that we realized this, right? Do you remember beforehand, even whether it was watching a television program or connecting with others, we really felt the need to be live in that moment. I think with TV, we had just kind of started if you had, uh, oh, I can't even remember what it what it's called, not VCR, which is a million years ago, but uh, the way to record on your um, cable. If you had that, then you could watch things later. But most people were still watching things and being engaged in the moment. And while I completely appreciate that, I also understand that we are busy. We have our full lives and not everything happens exactly when it's right for our schedule. So again, I appreciate technology. I often, for many, many, many years, have talked about the beauty of technology and humanity when they are balanced. When, when you figure out a way to engage technology so that it supports humanity, rather than letting technology take over. And there have been so many debates about this. Are we allowing our children to use um, their electronics too much? Are we engaging with electronics too much? I'm always looking for the balance. How can we use the wondrous, amazing uh, discoveries and creations of technology to support how we live our lives? And so I think whoever created this platform and all of these digital platforms to make an opportunity for us to be together. So today, we are coming together with a focus that I think is really important for many of us. I titled it, Speak Up For Yourself. And why? Because I was out and about this weekend, very busy working with a lot of people, um, engaged in projects where I was in a leadership role, where others were in leadership roles, and just I got to observe a lot of people interacting with each other. And I saw what happens when people noticed something that needed to be handled, and they said something about it, and when people didn't. I observed people speaking up in a way that caused friction, yet they were at least addressing what was happening in the moment. And I saw people kind of taking a pause and, and observing what was going on in the moment and choosing what I think they thought was an opportune time to bring a topic to light. It's so interesting. What does it mean to speak up for yourself, speak up for the moment, say, something about what is going on, find your voice. You know, all these things are things that people grapple with. When is the right time to say what's on your heart? When is the right time to right a wrong? When is the right time to 
pause and not share whatever it is that you're thinking? And how do you figure it all out? It's tough and it starts, I think, internally with how in tune you are with yourself. You know, are you as clear of a vessel as possible so you understand what's going on and what your role is in it? So if you have a clear understanding of that, start with just your world, your responsibilities, what if, if you look at your life today, just right now today, what are you responsible for? What are you called to do? And how do you intend to navigate whatever those things are? And then what is natural is there are stumbling blocks. There are challenges. There are all kinds of things that occur that can stand in the way of you getting to completion, whatever it is that's on your list. And this could be the simplest of things. This could be something bigger. And it's when it's big things that we often go, ooh, how did that happen? How did I get in this situation? What is my role in getting to wherever I am? And I think very often we end up in situations that are not comfortable because we don't speak up for ourselves. I wonder if you think that that's true, if you've ever observed that for yourself. So... I had a speaking engagement this weekend. It was really wonderful. I had a preliminary conversation with um, the person who I was going to interview. It went really, really well. And what happened was both she and I kind of pressed to have this conversation because the entity that was producing the event is very new. There's a lot of juggling going on. And communication was not as pristine as we might have liked. Now, we could have sat back and said, whatever, it doesn't matter. I'll just roll in and do whatever the moment calls for, which could have worked. But we didn't do that. Everybody stepped up and said, we need to communicate. Let's figure out when we can communicate. I needed information in a very gracious way. I kept pressing for that information. When might I find it out? Um, do you have a time? Who can I ask for the additional information that is needed? There was a need to push. And there was also a need to push with grace. To not get frustrated, to not get angry, to not you know, throw up your hands, but instead to say, okay, what can I do to help serve this moment? When what was clear is everybody was kind of stressed. There was a small group of people working on a project and they needed help. Now, I'm going to bet that you found yourself in a situation like that, that there's a need, you're part of this group that is making something manifest and not everything runs smoothly. How do you manage yourself and the needs of the moment and stay calm and stay positive in situations like that? And remember to speak up. How do you even figure that out? So I learned something years ago through my meditation practice that has helped me tremendously. And this isn't even a quote that I'm giving for today, but I want to tell it to you because it's so powerful. It's 
called in English anyhow, the four gateways of speech. And what we were recommended many years ago in terms of effective communication is to ask these questions before you say a word, before you open your mouth and say anything. You and So set the scene, you are faced with a situation where you need to respond, where you need to say something. And before opening your mouth, so before a knee jerk, before being angry, before before expressing perhaps more emotion in the moment calls for, the four gateways of speech. Is it true? Whatever you're about to say out of your mouth, is it true? Is it true? And how do you know it's true? What did you figure out? Is it true? Is it kind? Is it kind? Now that one, ooh, sometimes you could be on fire. Is it kind? Are you kidding me? Do I want to answer, answer that question? Is it kind? Is it kind? And if you can't figure out how to answer it, so how, how to offer it so that it is kind, the four gateways of speech say you shouldn't say it. If it's not true, you absolutely don't say it. If you can't figure out a kind way to convey this true thing that you have to say, the four gateways of speech say, mm, nope, don't. Third, and these are not necessarily in a particular order, but the third, is it timely? Is it timely? Is this the right moment? Think about that. Is this the right moment? Is it timely? Is this the time that I should say whatever it is that is burning inside of me to get out? Is it timely? And then the fourth, is it necessary? Is it necessary? Now, when you think of this, and, and actually, and I want to tell Fallon, my producer, these are the things we're going to work with. Thank you for writing them on the screen. We're not going to use that other quote. We're going to use these. And these are called the four gateways of speech. So I'm going to go to, is it necessary? And, and, and look at that for a moment. And we'll go back and look at all of them. So is it necessary? Have you heard of this thing that people call piling on? So there's a conversation, there's something happening and people are sharing information and one has an idea and one has another and the point has been made, but you have a burning desire to make a point. And your point may be emphasizing what has already been shared. People call that piling on. That is when it's not necessary. If you are paying attention and you are listening, then what you do is you notice, ah, oh, this has been addressed. Or, ah, oh, the person on the receiving end cannot take in anymore. Ah, oh, this is not exactly the right information to share at this moment. And so that's how you get back into to timing, right? So let's let's go to the beginning of these questions because i've spent a lot of time exploring these questions let's go to what the first question that i posed of the four gateways of speech is it true is it true is whatever you are about to say out of your mouth true now how do you know and how do you frame that 
first of all, if you have been given information from another source and it's really hearsay and you haven't verified it, you don't know if it's true or not. If you read it on social media and therefore, well, you know, I saw it and there were a lot of likes on there. So I'm sure that's true. Not necessarily. Attributing the source is very helpful. So wherever you got the information that you feel you want to share at this moment, it is extremely helpful to say from where you got it, right? So was it a news source? If so, which one? Was it a book you read? Which one? Who is the author? What's the name of the book? If it was something that you saw on social media, where did you see it and who wrote it? If someone told it to you and told it to you in confidence, then you have to ask yourself, do I really trust that person? Because then you would say, well, a trusted source shared this with me. I find that uh, to be a little bit scary. So you really want to double check that too. Is your trusted source, how is your source trusted, right? So answering the question of is something true before you blurt it out often will make you stay quiet for quite some time. Because if you really do your best to figure out if something is true and how you can attribute it to the best of your knowledge is true based upon these sources. But what many people will do is just, just say, well, so-and-so happened. How do you know? So-and-so is what is accurate in this situation. How do you know? If you can say, I read this in X source, I watched this on a particular program, on a particular network, and going down to be as specific as possible, then at least whoever it is that you are sharing it with can fact check that. Or, you know, perhaps whoever you're talking to doesn't think that the source that you gave was credible. That's okay. You believe it's credible. So you've said, you know, I've read that in the New York Times. Or like many people, I saw it on TikTok. Well, TikTok is not necessarily enough, nor is the New York Times, by the way. But where, from whom, on TikTok? TikTok is a place. Who was the voice? The New York Times is a place. A considered very reputable journalistic source, yes. But still, who was the voice? Do you get what I'm saying? Is it true? Needs to be verifiable. And it can't just be because you thought of it. You read it but have no idea where you read it. It needs to be something that you can prove. Is it true? So then let's go to, is it kind? A lot of times when we feel that we need to speak up for ourselves, it is because we think that somebody is doing us wrong. Somebody's overlooking us. Somebody is, somebody, some entity, some organization is not giving us the credit that we are due. And so we can be mad, hurt, frustrated. A lot of emotions come up when the need to speak up for ourselves is there. And a lot of times what people do is to hold on, hold on, be really quiet, don't say anything. And then in a moment of frustration, blurt it out. When we are blurting things out, we are often doing it with a lot of 
energy, a lot of emotion, and is often a lot of negativity there. And therefore, perhaps not as much kindness as we might want. And here's the thing, kindness is the magic sauce, the magic you know, spoon that kind of stirs it all together and makes it it makes it possible for people to accept whatever it is that you're offering to them. Can you figure out a way to say something that doesn't tear somebody else down? You can be strong and leave space for kindness. Now I can tell you from my own personal experience, this can be difficult to do. When you want to cut somebody down, when you want to, I have had enough, I don't want you to talk to me in this way. I don't want this to occur. I don't understand why. You can say all of those things in a way that is controlled and that creates space where you don't push people up against a wall. Why is that important? Because if you create space for people to breathe, for people to find a way to respond without feeling like they've been trapped, it's safer and it's more likely that you're going to be able to engage in a conversation that can be productive. This doesn't mean that you could be legitimate in wanting to hold somebody against the wall and say, uh-uh, I'm not having this anymore. You've done this, 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 and this, and I'm not having it. You can press hard and be harsh but I question, are you going to reach the goal that you have in mind, which whatever, whatever your goal is at the end of this engagement, you need to be clear on what that is and how can you get there. And kindness is often the secret sauce that will get you there. You can be as firm as you need to be and have compassion for the people involved in the engagement and for the outcome even when people are obviously wrong, because no one wants to be pressed up against the wall. And when they are, and you are unkind, whether you think it's legitimate or not, they usually lash out and whatever your goal is, is squashed by emotion. Okay, we're talking about the four gateways of speech, everybody, for anybody who's just joined. We just finished talking about, is it true? Is it kind? And now we're going to go to a third. Is it timely? Is it timely? Is this the right time to say whatever it is that you feel you need to say to be able to speak up for yourself? Is it the right time? So let's think about it. Something has occurred. You feel very strongly that it needs to be addressed. The person with whom you want to address it is busy. And you want to storm into their office, their room, wherever it is, and say, I need you to talk to me right now about X, Y, Z. If the person is busy, chances are the person is not going to be interested, willing, or able to stop in that moment and talk to you. If the person's energy is low or super high, like super animated and agitated, it's probably not the right time. How do you figure out the right time? So you need to pay attention to the moment, what's going on in the moment. And then you need to ask, 
literally ask, I have something important that I'd like to discuss with you. Is this a good time? If the answer is no, let's schedule a time. This happened to me recently. There was something that I worked, a project I worked on, and what we normally do with projects, whatever they are, is have a debrief right after. So because there's a standard to have a debrief, everybody knows this is where we're going to talk about what worked, what didn't work, what we can do differently next time. In this case, just based upon the circumstances, we were not able to have a debrief. No, nobody's fault, just the circumstances of the moment. And there were some things that I felt needed to be addressed. And I reached out immediately. Can we schedule a call so that we can talk about um, this project? Neutral. I asked it in a very neutral way. I was very specific as to what it was I wanted to do and why. And nobody was available. So a few days passed and I asked again because I did not let it go. There was something that had not worked well that was very important to me to be addressed. And so I held the responsibility to ask again and to ask again calmly, without emotion, just insistent that we have a meeting soon. And that worked. I only had to ask twice. On the second go round, I was able to have a meeting with each of the people in hand. And because they said yes to that moment of talking, we all were of the mind that this is a good time. And during this time, we can have a conversation. Now, I will tell you another thing that happened with one of the people, person listened very well, took it in, said, I can understand how you feel the way that you do. I will work better to make sure this particular issue that didn't work very well is handled in the future. The second person heard me. As soon as I started talking about it, interrupted me and said, yes, 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 I know. We can handle it. And didn't create space, didn't allow space for me to complete my thought. I was kind and also firm. And I said, no, I need to complete what I want to share with you. I need to give you the whole understanding from my perspective. And I would like for you to listen to me. I needed to say that. So that, and then I needed to be a little forceful, even as I was kind. And so I'm showing, giving you this example, because to use the four gateways of speech does not mean that you have to back down, does not mean that you have to cower, does not mean you have to give in. You need to be firm, you need to be clear, you need to be kind and strong and willing to push back if someone is trying to, to shut you down. And that's what occurred. I'm going to guess that it was not conscious because a lot of these things happen. You know, it's very difficult to accept critical feedback for all of us. It's, it's, it is an art to learn how to accept it. It is an art to learn how to offer it so that it can be accepted. Timing is everything. And then also everybody has to be willing to participate. And by the way, you need to get to the point quickly. If you take a long time to get to the point, then it can be extremely difficult for folks to listen. So you need to be ready with your points, very clear, ready to articulate them clearly, and then create space to listen after you've said that. And then the fourth, is it necessary? 
Now, I've talked about each of these before, but I'm going to go a little bit more deeply into is it necessary? The way you can figure out if it's necessary, one way, is to think about the outcome. What do you want the outcome to be after this communication? Do you want to rub somebody's nose on something that didn't go well? Sometimes that's a goal. I don't recommend it, but sometimes that's a goal. Do you want change to occur, a particular type of change at the end of um, this exchange? Do you want to create space for growth? Do you want the team to work together better? Depending upon what you want the outcome to be, then you ask yourself, is what you are going to say in this moment necessary for that outcome? You can ask, has it been said already? That's another part of necessary. It, don't repeat what somebody's already said, unless it needs to be repeated for emphasis. Sometimes the is it necessary is, is it necessary in that moment? So when you are, say, in a larger group meeting and something is happening that doesn't feel right and you feel the need to speak up for yourself, is it necessary to speak up in that moment in that way? Could it be better to speak up um, on the side, like contact the person with whom you have an issue separately to say, oh, I didn't really like the way that occurred. I want to talk to you about it. Sometimes that's a good idea, but sometimes it's really good to speak up in the bigger meeting in a strategic way to let folks know, mm, you know, it's this is making me uncomfortable for these reasons. I think we need to look at this in a different way. Sometimes it's necessary to do that so that the whole group, whoever they are, get to understand your thinking. Like I talked to a gentleman recently who's a leader in an organization, very strong, compassionate leader. And he often is the one who talks less and another leader in the group talks more. And he's like, oh, you know, I don't have to say that much. I do my work behind the scenes. And while that's good, in this case, what was better was for him to have an equal voice because his voice is very different than his partner's voice. Together, the harmony of their voices and the things that they have to say makes for a much more robust and welcoming environment. And so you might find yourself in a situation like this where someone talks more, is louder, is much more willing to jump in and talk, where you may feel like there's no space for you to talk and maybe you don't feel like you need to talk as much. I want to challenge you and say, is it necessary for you to speak up in that moment? Sometimes the answer is yes. And how you can do that if you're working with a partner, you map out uh, like a run of show for the meeting. These are the points I'm going to address. These are the points you're going to address. And you just step up and address those things. You step in and make your voice known because it's important for your voice to be known. In others, it is the behind the scenes. In truth, all of it is what we need in order to be effective communicators. So the point here, because today's inspiration is speak up for yourself. I want you to know it is not the best thing to just be silent 
in moments when your voice needs to be heard. It takes courage, it takes preparation, it takes strategy to be effective at speaking up for yourself. And it is worth it because when you fully develop your voice in a compassionate, thoughtful, and strategic way, people listen to you even more. They take to heart what you have to say because you're demonstrating your compassion, your leadership skills, your emotional intelligence, all of those things. Obviously, your knowledge of the situation. And when you bring all of that to bear in the moment, you step into a situation and people listen. So let's review together the four gateways of speech. And I think that they are, they come from uh, the Rig Veda. It's from a, an ancient Indian script. I did not look it up to tell you from where, but here's what they are. Is it true? The four gateways of speech, meaning you have to open all four doors before you speak, before your voice can be heard. Is it true? Is it kind? Is it timely? Is it necessary? You can ask yourself these questions. You can practice as you take a breath before you raise your hand or start to speak. If you practice over time, you can go through these questions quickly. Is it true? Is it hearsay? Is it, is it you know, gossip? If it's gossip or hearsay, no, now's not the time to say it. Is it true? Is it kind? Can you find a way to make your point without cutting somebody down? Can you do that? It may be difficult to do. It may not be what you want to do. It doesn't mean you can't be strong and clear, but also leave space for compassion. Is it the right time to say whatever it is? Is it? Do you think now, in this moment, is when you should address this? Or should you ask, can we talk about this at another point? Can we schedule time to talk about this? Is it necessary? Is it necessary for your spirit, for the spirit of the moment, to address this, to speak up for you, for whatever is happening? If you answer yes to all four questions, go for it, because it means you're ready. It means you're ready. It means that you are doing this in the best possible way. And when you do it in the best possible way, generally the outcomes are best. And so I thank you for joining me. I hope that you will practice the four gateways of speech. It's worth it to do so. Until next time, have a great day and make it count. Namaste. Thank you.